1: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500, 500
2: Tonight, an explosion rocks downtown Nashville on Christmas morning. Authorities say the blast was intentional and the RV that went up in flames gave a warning. The explosion damages nearly two dozen buildings and injures at least three people. The FBI leads the investigation into who was responsible. The other big question tonight, why? And a more than $20,000 reward being offered for information. Law enforcement releases a photo of the suspicious vehicle. Test required. The CDC says all passengers arriving from the U.K. must test negative before boarding their flight after a more contagious strain of coronavirus is found in England. And some encouraging signs tonight that cases in the U.S. are slowly decreasing. A very different Christmas, the unprecedented celebrations around the globe as the holiday is observed during the deadliest pandemic in a century. Record snowfall, a powerful Christmas storm, leaves more than 200,000 Americans without power and the ice leads to dangerous roads in the Northeast. Returning to Notre Dame for the first time since a fire destroyed the famed cathedral in Paris, a Christmas choir in hard hats rings in the holiday opera star andrea bocelli gives us the christmas gift we need this year
3: do you think there's something about the pandemic that unites us all
2: of course the sufferance his message tonight about the healing power of music and cbs's steve hartman is on the road with a secret santa surprise for essential workers
4: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Nora is off tonight. I'm Major Garrett. We begin this Christmas night with scenes of utter destruction after an explosion this morning in downtown Nashville. Investigators believe it was an intentional act. Tonight, they are asking for the public's help in identifying who was behind it in order to bring them to justice, adding there appears to be no additional threat to America's beloved Music City. We do know that three people were wounded. All are expected to be okay. Police first went to the area responding to complaints of gunshots. They found this RV parked outside an AT&T building. The camper was blaring a recorded warning of an imminent explosion. Moments later, it happened. Take a look. Nearly two dozen buildings along that entire city block are damaged, some heavily. Amid thick smoke, flaming debris and shattered glass, terrified survivors cried out for help. This horrifying blast could have resulted in mass casualties. It was heard across the city and felt inside the heart of a nation shaken by a deadly pandemic and so much financial suffering. There is a lot of news to get to this holiday and our team of correspondents is standing by. CBS's Jesse Mitchell leads off our coverage in Nashville. Jesse, good evening.
5: Major, tonight, downtown Nashville is still sealed off. Law enforcement sources tell CBS News they have found what appear to be human remains near the site of the explosion. They have not indicated whether those remains belong to someone connected to the blast or from an innocent victim.
4: We've got structural damage for at
1: least one solid block.
5: Witnesses say the Christmas Day blast was so powerful it could be heard two miles away. The explosion scattered debris for several blocks, setting cars on fire. From the air, it looked like a war zone. Several buildings had the windows shattered and their facades blown off.
6: It's the FBI, ATF are conducting a large-scale investigation to this point. We do believe that the explosion was an intentional act.
5: Police released this photo of the vehicle they believe was responsible for the blast, which was caught on surveillance driving to the area. Officers responded to the scene after receiving a call about shots fired. Once on the scene, officers heard a recorded warning coming from the RV to evacuate now.
4: Officers, upon hearing that, decided to evacuate the buildings uh, nearby.
5: A bomb squad unit was called in, and as they were approaching, the blast went off. The blast happened around 6.30 a.m. Three people were taken to the hospital. Their injuries are not life-threatening.
4: We had one officer that was knocked to the ground.
5: The FBI tells CBS News they are looking at all possibilities around the early morning explosive act.
6: And we're putting everything we have into finding who was responsible for what's happened here today.
5: Law enforcement says there is no other imminent threat to the city at this time. They've swept the area with bomb-sniffing dogs. They believe the RV had been parked in the area since Christmas Eve. Major?
2: Jesse Mitchell, thank you. Let's get more now on the investigation. CBS News Chief Justice and Homeland Security correspondent Jeff Pegues has been speaking with law enforcement sources all day, and he's here with new details tonight.
6: Investigators are now combing the crime scene looking for clues, starting with the identification
0: of that RV. A bomb scene is rich with evidence and forensics.
6: Chris Swecker spent years working bomb scenes when he was with the FBI.
0: They may find pieces of the car that uh, lead them to who owned the car, who rented the car, et cetera. To help identify leads in Nashville, federal investigators will
6: use forensic analysis from previous incidents involving explosives. At this secure Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives site in Huntsville, Alabama, you can feel the bomb blasts even from 200 yards away. Uh, uh, wow. Uh, glad I had these in my ears. ATF officials tell us what is left of an explosive device is preserved for a reason.
0: We're going to try to recreate, we're going to collect as much of the evidence left over from the bomb. It doesn't all go away. And
6: that is what is happening now in Nashville. The ATF and FBI will look at everything left behind, all to track down the suspect or suspects responsible. Catherine Swite is a former FBI agent.
5: This is an opportunity on, on a holiday like Christmas and to, in a big city like Nashville to make a splash and get their name out there. So I think we're going to see uh, somebody who wants to be known.
6: In the past, extremists have targeted Christmas to carry out attacks, hoping for maximum exposure. Sources tell CBS News that this year, nationwide, the threat level was assessed as low heading into the holiday. Major.
2: Jeff Begayes, thank you. Tonight, more than 120,000 people are being treated for COVID in America's hospitals. That's not just a record, but double the number of patients that were in hospitals at the peak of the outbreak in April. But there is some promising news. New data suggests the U.S. saw a decline in cases compared to two weeks ago. It's the first time that's happened in more than three months. More than 18.7 million cases have now been confirmed in the U.S., And more than 330,000 Americans have died. Here is CBS's Lilia Luciano.
7: With U.S. hospitals already overwhelmed and concerns about the new, far more infectious COVID variant now spreading in the United Kingdom, the CDC is cracking down, ordering all passengers to provide written documentation they've tested negative within the last 72 hours before leaving the U.K. and entering the United States. The queen delivered a somber Christmas message to the lockdown nation. Some mourning the loss of those dear to them, missing friends and family members, distance for safety, when all they'd really want for Christmas is a simple hug or a squeeze of the hand. If you are among them, you are not alone. Some traditions carried on, although without the crowds. In this historical moment, from the Vatican to the town of Bethlehem. Only a handful of parishioners were allowed inside Christmas Mass in Los Angeles, where every 10 minutes someone dies from COVID.
1: This is unprecedented.
7: Dr. Steven Patterson says many of his current patients are in their 20s with no underlying conditions and now desperately ill. What should people be doing right now?
1: Think about those decisions that you make. Will I take my mask off here or will I decide that I would like to go out? We have to have everyone stay aware of that through the holidays and even beyond.
7: But the nation's airports are the busiest they've been since the start of the pandemic, and there are dire warnings of the surge to come. Researchers continue to estimate over half a million U.S. deaths by April. Despite that grim forecast, there are stories of triumph. This is Merlin Pambuan, an ICU nurse in Southern California who treated COVID patients then became one. Four months on a ventilator, eight months fighting the virus inside the same hospital where she has worked for 40 years. Her message tonight to those who treated her and those now battling for their lives. Don't lose hope, just fight, fight. At LAX, up to three nonstop flights still arrive every day from the UK. It's still unclear how effective the vaccines are against this new strain. And tonight, we're learning about the first severe allergic reaction to the Moderna vaccine. It's a doctor from Boston. Major.
2: Lilia Luciano, thank you. Utility crews spend Christmas Day scrambling to restore power to more than 200,000 homes and businesses in the Northeast. A powerful Christmas Eve storm dumped snow across the Midwest, causing numerous accidents on icy roads. Pittsburgh broke its Christmas Day record with nearly four inches of snow on the ground, of course. Farther east, howling winds knocked down trees and power lines, and driving rain caused widespread flooding. Now to Paris, where, for the first time since the Notre Dame Cathedral was heavily damaged in a fire, a Christmas choir wearing hard hats rang in the holiday. More than 20 months after that fire, the 850 year old cathedral is slowly being rebuilt with the help of donations from America. Here is CBS's Roxana Saberi.
8: Through this gaping hole in the heart of Paris come sounds of Christmas and a symbol of resilience and hope. This is the first time the Notre Dame choir is singing inside the cathedral since a fire tore through it in April last year. The coronavirus pandemic has slowed reconstruction. But last month, crews finished removing 200 tons of melted metal scaffolding that the flames had welded to the building.
6: It was a big success, yeah.
8: Would you say it was a turning point? It was a turning point in a way because we know that the building itself now is, is not anymore at risk. You see, even before the blaze, Michel Picot was raising money to rescue the cathedral. Months later, images of the fire's destruction ignited private donations. He says nearly twenty thousand Americans have pledged around thirty million dollars so far. You have a lot of fans in America. A lot of fans. They are very faithful to uh to the project and uh, evidently even more than uh, before the fire. They'll help cover the cost of restoring the chapels and stained glass windows. As for the iconic spire, after modern designs like these sparked controversy, the French president promised the replacement will resemble the one that went down in flames. The cathedral is set to reopen at least partially in 2024. So for now, fans and the faithful will celebrate Notre Dame's splendor in spirit. Roxana Saberi, CBS News, London.
2: If there were ever a year that needed a little Christmas magic, let's all agree it was this one. Andrea Bocelli has given that gift to millions around the world. CBS Evening News anchor Nora O'Donnell spoke with him about music's power to heal.
1: Amazing
3: grace. The music of Andrea Bocelli brought us comfort and hope when we needed it most. At the start of the pandemic, his Easter songs performed in an empty cathedral filled hearts around the world.
1: It was important to give this prayer to everybody and to try to give hope and optimism.
3: His message for the holidays is, there is always hope. It is the theme of his new album and his Christmas concert, The concert explores the wonder of Christmas through the eyes of his eight-year-old daughter, Virginia. What's it like being on stage together? For me?
0: Yes. It means a lot. I like it. But it goes like this.
3: Father and daughter surprised us with a more spiritual rendition of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. The
0: powerful king composing
3: Hallelujah. Do you think there's something about the pandemic that unites us all?
1: Of course, the sufferance.
3: And from Bocelli, perhaps the sweetest song of all
1: Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. Amazing Grace is the song of a man that found. At the sad moment of his terrible life, he found the faith, and it's beautiful.
5: So
3: beautiful. Thank Mm. you. And Merry Christmas.
2: Merry Christmas. Nora O'Donnell reporting. You just never know where Secret Santa will show up or who he might be helping. This Christmas, Santa's delivering holiday cheer to essential workers with an assist from CBS's Steve Hartman. Here is tonight's On the Road. For a brief moment, I felt bad for
4: Kimberly Davis. Not because she has to clean a COVID ward. She loves her job at Houston Methodist. I felt bad for Kimberly because I lied to Kimberly. They told you I was doing a story about essential workers, right? Correct. Uh, we're not doing a story about essential workers. Truth be told, oh. I had to lie to everyone I spoke to for this story. And when they discovered my real intent...
0: I'm sorry, I'm at, I'm at a loss.
4: Um, Most were speechless,
0: Oh no
4: lips a-quiver, many oh. in tears. My partner in this joyful deception was an anonymous, wealthy businessman known to me only as Secret Santa. <laughs> in a normal year, Secret Merry Santa Christmas. personally Merry hands out hundreds of $100 bills oh, to random strangers. Crazy! But this year, the novel coronavirus called for a novel sleigh ride. So he mailed packages to carefully selected essential workers across the nation. And inside that is a sealed envelope that says, do not open until instructed to do so by Steve Hartman at CBS. His targets included Ashton Dooley, a sanitation worker from Sarasota, Florida, whose brand new bride has cancer.
1: She let me shave her head that first time. That's when I knew I wanted
4: to marry her. Elgin Thrower, a security guard from Kansas City with a special needs son, and a dream to be a police officer. In law enforcement, I can make a difference. And Danielle Dipp, a waitress from Pittsburgh, who's way behind on rent.
8: It has been a pretty bad year. But somehow, somewhere, something's going to work out.
4: On that note, I'd like to introduce somebody to you. Okay. Hi, this is Secret Santa. Danielle's bad year was about to get a whole lot better. Open up that sealed envelope. Okay. Everyone's bad year was about to get a whole lot better.
3: Oh my gosh, there's money in there, you guys. <laughs>
4: this holiday season, Secret Santa gave away about a hundred thousand dollars total to total strangers.
5: Oh my god.
4: And that's to help make your Christmas just a little bit better.
5: Oh my god, I can't believe this.
4: But of course, the money isn't the real gift here. Thank you. You know, kindness, when freely given, with no expectation in return, is in fact unconditional love. And that's really what we're giving them. And what does it feel like to receive such a gift? Well, sometimes being speechless. I'm sorry. Says it all. Are you okay? Steve Hartman, CBS
2: News. I'm sorry. On the road. Lips a quiver, line two. All weekend long, CBS News will be reporting on that devastating explosion in Nashville. Sunday on Face the Nation, Margaret Brennan will have the latest on the investigation. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Major Garrett. We leave you with a look at the lights all aglow on the National Christmas Tree near the White House. From all of us here at CBS News, Merry Christmas and good night.